Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody, and Happy New Year. I hope everyone is enjoying the first few days of 2022 and... ready to, you know, take on this, this new year. I know I am, and I'm really excited for, uh, the next few weeks of this podcast. Uh, I, I, I was thinking ahead of time, how do I want to start this year out? And I figured maybe it'd be a good idea to have my dad and his brothers be the first few episodes of this, of this year. Um, and so I reached out to them and they were all down for it. And so luckily I have my dad, Joe Katina, uh, second time guest of the show and first guest of 2022 here in the studio today. I want to welcome him. Dad, thank you for being here for, here today. Josh, thanks. It's an honor to uh, just be hanging out with you. When you asked me, I couldn't wait uh, I've been listening to all of the podcasts. When did we start this last? Uh, it was July. July. Yep. Uh, July, and uh, you were in your apartment. You were single. Yep. Now you're married to beautiful Alexis mm-hmm. with a dog <laughs> yeah. in a house, living the dream. And so I'm glad to be here with you, son. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm glad you're here, Dad. It's uh... So it'll actually be 26 weeks since mm. you, your and I's uh, episode came out. So that's exactly half a year. Wow. If my math is right. And so wow. uh, people who listen to the podcast, they know that there's a, a, a format that I go by. I go by three questions. The first two are more about what I'm interested in. And then the third one is more about you. But... Since you're a second-time guest, and I figured I'm going to have a few second-time guests here uh, the next few weeks, I thought it would be a good idea to switch up the format a little <laughs> That's bit. just like you, Josh. <laughs> and so I'm not going to do the three questions for this episode. Okay. I'm just going to kick it off with what's normally question number three. Nice. And this is really open-ended. And I'm not sure how this is going to go, but we're just going to riff for the next 45, 50 minutes. But I want to start off with this simple prompt. What's going on at home? Freestyle. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on at home is uh, it's a lot different from when I was here in July. Okay. Um, obviously you were in your apartment. You, we had this wedding to look forward to. You moved home, uh, for a little bit. And then, uh, after you got married, mom and I were, I miss you dearly. Just trying to adjust to being empty nesters. However, we were pretty, uh, busy with, uh, things, you know, with, with the Katinas uh, last year, uh, when I uh, 2021 was a lot uh, busier than 2020. Mm. Uh, we started, um, we, we traveled again, uh, not as much as we used to travel, but a lot more, probably twice as much as we did in 2020. Thank God for that. And then we also created online content. So we started a Welcome Home with the Katinas every uh, Saturday and Sunday. And so when we launched that last, I think it was last March, uh, we we didn't know how often we were going to travel. And so we started traveling pretty much full time along with creating the content. So we had to find a rhythm there. And then, as you know, we, you know, every year we go on this Christmas tour. And so literally we just got home uh, about eight days ago, Christmas Eve. I think we did 27 shows in 27 days. Wow. And it was nonstop. And so what's going on at home right now? Mom and I are back to uh, trying to figure out our rhythm. You know, we're starting this new year, as I'm sure many people are with a 21-day fast with our church. 
I was just talking to you about that. Um, so this is day th- three of the fast. Wait, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. This is Tuesday. This is day four. Yeah. This is day four of the fast. And, um, you know, where everybody fasts different things. So, but one thing important, I think, for if it's a spiritual fast is to really spend time in the word and spend time in prayer. So that's going on. And at home, mom and I are doing that individually. We're doing it together. And then again, you know, um, working out. Uh, (laughs) I just came from the gym and it's crazy. On my way out, uh, one of my friends who works out pretty consistently, he he looked at me, he said, man, you can tell it's New Year's. It's packed. (laughs) But it's cool because there's this energy there at the gym. And, you know, I see a lot of new faces and I'm hoping I'm like, man, maybe this is the year. Yeah. For that person or for the, you know, that specific, uh, that person that has a goal to get healthier or to get stronger or to, to be more consistent with exercise. So, uh, we're, we're like everyone else just beginning the new year, uh, uh, with a lot of hopes, a lot of dreams, some goals. Um, I, one thing, one of my goals, not just for this year, but for this January, I, I shared it with the family, at uh, New Year's breakfast with you, Josh, with you and Eli and Alexis and Amelia and mom is that when COVID hit uh, and we had no work, I had no idea what to do. So I went online and I started a real estate course. Mm. Well, that was in September of 2020. And so I kind of did it backwards where I passed the, the state and the national exam last September because I had to before the course was up, but I didn't finish my course studies for the state part. So that's one of my goals this January. I'm 85% there. Uh, So hopefully this week I'll be done. Nice. What else is going on at home? Mom, uh, this Christmas was was a unique Christmas because uh, both you and Eli were not home on the Christmas day and you were both with your wives, families, and man, let me just say this. I, I don't know if I tell you this enough, but mom and I discuss this often, how thankful we are for the young ladies that you married, beautiful young ladies, inside and out, but I'm also thankful for their families. I'm thankful for uh, Amelia's family, uh, the Ellsworths, and I'm thankful for Alexis's family, the Hindens, and so that even though we were alone on Christmas, we were both thankful that you were with your beautiful wives with and that you got to be with awesome families. But I'll be honest, it was it was sad. Yeah. Uh, throughout the day, it was, you know, even though we were thankful, there was there was some misty eyes mm-hmm. as well just and we discussed that I don't think it was as much the fact that you weren't with us on Christmas day. But it was just a reminder again of our lives are different from yeah. here on out. We're never going to be um, the four of us uh, where we wake up in the same house on Christmas morning. Uh, it's that those times that season is over. And, you know, I know that some of our listeners are probably saying, yeah, but this and that, which is true. There's some good things. There's some uh, things to look forward to in the new season. But it's sometimes it's hard to let go of the familiarity or the certain the the certainty that used to be, especially if you really enjoyed the that the season of the past. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, where we are in a nutshell. Yeah. A big nutshell. That's great. Uh, What's going on at home? Thank you, Dad. I. um... Well, you said a lot, and uh, you said a lot about it being the new year and, you know, thinking ahead of towards, you know, goals that we have for the year and things that we that we want for ourselves. But um, I, I've also been thinking a lot about, you know, what I want for myself in this in this upcoming year, and I think it's really good to think about those things, but before we think about that, I think it's always good to reflect mm-hmm. on what's happened to us. I think that's one of my favorite things about uh, New Year's. Mm-hmm. Like, new, you recently posted about how New Year's is not one of your favorite holidays, right? 
I think it's my favorite holiday, really? actually, because I really enjoy just the uh, duality of both thinking ahead hmm. and you know dreaming about what could what's what's to come. But also, I loved the I love the idea of just taking a moment to pause and think about all of the things that we've experienced and faced and overcome some of our failures, some of our victories, um, all of those things are kind of wrapped up into that holiday, at least for me. I think everyone experiences it differently. But anyways, I wanted to just talk to you a little bit before we get into everything that you're looking forward to for 2022. Um, I would love to focus just for a few minutes on the Christmas tour. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of how... For, for all of my life, that's how you guys have wrapped up every year. Yeah. And I know that's a, it's a huge uh, undertaking for mm-hmm. your for you guys, but it's also an important part of the year for you guys. Uh, just from a business standpoint, it's, it's important. And so I would love to hear, um, you know, what the Christmas tour looks like for you, specifically this last year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess now that you've been doing it for how many years have you guys been doing like Christmas tours now? Man, I would say, you know, when we when we first started, well, we've been traveling for 33 years now. Okay. And I, I would say early on, we were blessed with the opportunity to do Christmas tours with Amy Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael W. Smith, Auntie CC, and really that's what planted the seed in us. That wow, so people uh, do Christmas shows, mm-hmm. and if we had to be honest, if we had our choice, we'd have just been stayed with Amy and Smitty and CC or somebody else because the 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 easy part of the tour is actually the performance. Okay, that is. Uh, that would be like, that's like the game, right? Mm-hmm. I think if for an athlete, I don't think that's the hard part. Uh, whenever you play or whenever you write music, the easy part is the recording or the performing of it. The tough part is the preparation mm-hmm. of booking. You know, who's going to want us this year? Uh, trying to make it make sense demographically. Put, you know, certain areas, you know, are we okay? This weekend is going to be the Northeast, so we got to book accordingly from Wednesday through Sunday uh, so it can work geographically. Let's just stay right there because okay. I, I want to hear like the process for maybe there's an artist or someone out there listening and they want to go tour. Okay. So explain, like, explain the process of just scheduling a tour, like a Christmas tour and how do you get people to say, yeah, we want you guys to come perform at our church or perform at our event or whatever? How, Great. Like, how do you do that? Great question, Josh. It's different for, like I said, when we went on tour with Amy and Smitty, I mean, we had nothing to do with the logistics. All we had to do was be good enough to be on the stage with those, which was hard. But once we got the, the gig, we literally just showed up at Kroger at midnight whenever the bus was leaving and uh their teams their agencies booked the show we literally just or the shows showed up on the bus um got to the hotels they told us everything what we were going to do for some artists there are other artists out there that have booking agents and have management and we were an artist like that at one time and it, it worked uh but for the last 25 uh, absolutely, actually 20 years, we've been all, we self-managed, we book ourselves, we manage ourselves. We, we have a lot of help, mm-hmm. uh, between, uh, our niece, Caitlin and, uh, and Courtney and Eli, and even you, everybody does, has a part, but for us, for anyone listening, you like, I want to go on tour. The way we've been able to do this for over 30 years all comes down to relationships. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say that out of the 70 dates that we did last year, maybe 20% of them were new dates. 
the other 80% are relationships that we've had over the years. Right. Now, it doesn't mean that everywhere we went last year, we're going to go again this year. But like, for instance, we just booked a date this year in California. Uh, we hadn't been to this church in Southern California for the last two years, but there are relationship people that we've been, we've known them for at least 10 years. Yeah. So the logistics is either people call us, but there's a lot of outgoing calls too. Hey, pastor or hey, promoter, we're going to, we're on this worshipful Christmas tour this year. Or we're coming to Philly. Would you be interested in having us in North Carolina on our way to Philly and on and on and on. Yeah. So uh, me and Uncle John uh, take care of most of the bookings, but you know, the other brothers help out mm-hmm. where they can. Nice. Well, it seems like, I mean, I'm not in the, I'm not in the meetings, but it seems like the Christmas tour went well. And, and I would say it was our best. Um, and you know, maybe people are like, well, how do you, how do you rate how best? I, I think preparation. Yeah. I think after co- one thing about COVID, uh, Josh, when that year happened, like the year of 2020, <laughs> I remember we did have a Christmas tour, but there were dates getting canceled a couple of weeks before the tour started. And there were dates getting booked a couple of weeks before the tour started. Some of the dates were at-home dates. So along, I think this was a recurring theme, 2020, and when everything shut down, it gave us an appreciation that we probably didn't have, We or we probably started taking for granted that, oh man, we're going to do 100 dates again this year. Well, once 2020, we experienced 2020, we realized we're not guaranteed any date. Yeah. So for 2021, we booked the dates like we would normally pre-COVID, but the whole year, and even pastors or uh, 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 promoters were saying, hey, now we're planning on it, but hopefully we don't get shut down. So it was a successful tour as far as nothing got shut down. We went to some places that we had never been before with the Christmas tour, and then, as you, as always, we got to be at some places that we, we handpicked. Like, man, we want to go yeah. to this church. We want to be in this area f- specifically for the Christmas tour. It was also a, a time, you know, the Christmas tour is when we get to uh, talk about Love Squared missions. Mm-hmm. Because Love Squared missions is really funded by private donors partners. And so the Christmas tour is usually an opportunity for us to bring an awareness for Love Squared. And I I think we were able to raise an awareness and uh, we're thankful that so many people all over the country partnered with Love Squared. So we'll get to do, uh, we'll get to continue to mentor young people. We'll continue to reach this next generation, uh, helping them to love God, love people and to lead well. Awesome. Um, so you went on the tour. Yeah. You're working hard for basically a month, mm-hmm. and then you get home. Yeah. And in the past, it's Christmas. When you get home from the Christmas tour, now it's Christmas. I'm celebrating Christmas. But this year was a little different for you, like you said earlier. Yeah. So I know you've already talked a little bit about it, but what, like... What was the challenge, or maybe it wasn't a challenge, maybe it was, but what the, what was it like to get home after weeks of, of working hard and traveling and singing and speaking and meeting with people, and you come home and you, you get that relief of being at home, but now Christmas is different. Yeah. What, what was that like? You know, I think... It's important. Uh, I remember Uncle Yeti telling me this. He was listening to an interview with Greg Laurie, and Greg Laurie was, I think, was listening to Char- uh, interviewing Charles Stanley. Uh, Charles Stanley had been in ministry for years, and he asked Charles Stanley, "How do you, how have, how how do you, uh, what produces longevity?" And Charles Stanley said, "Always." have something to look forward to. So I looked forward to getting home. We all did. Me and the uncles, we looked forward to getting home. And 
um, we look forward to just being with our families. And even though it was different, I, I got to hang with mom. Literally, uh, Christmas Eve was what, Friday? Christmas was Saturday, Sunday. And Amelia and Eli came over. You were out of town. You and Alexis were out of town. But we all, we, we planned months ago that we're going to have Christmas. We're going to celebrate our Christmas on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And so we had that to look forward to. But we enjoyed relaxing. We enjoyed doing nothing. Uh, we got together with uh, some of our closest friends uh, over that week. But I really enjoyed, uh, in fact, I, I felt a little guilty, but I thought, you know what? I think it's okay. I told mom, I said, mom. Can we just not be around anybody for a few days? And she was totally supportive. She said, absolutely. And I love people. As you know, I love hanging with family. I love friends. But I think we were so, we were going nonstop for four weeks that I was craving being alone. But But we also look forward to Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve to celebrate with with our boy, our sons and their wives, you and Alexis, Amelia and Eli. And I got to tell you, I think, I don't know if this is just me being, um, just because it was fresh, but I almost, that was one of my favorite Christmases. Mm. Christmas Eve with you guys, going out to dinner and coming home and just being together, opening gifts. And then mom had a a buffet of games for you guys and I just got to watch and normally I love to play games but I really just enjoyed watching you guys play games yeah. and compete and have fun so awesome well you know for me so I, it, it was a different Christmas for you but also was a different Christmas for me tell me about that well so I was in North Carolina mm-hmm. with my wife and her family and uh, you know, I woke up, you know, I, it didn't really hit me until I woke up on Christmas day Yeah, and I was like, man, I'm not home. I'm mm. not going to be with my parents, not going to be with Eli. And, you know, their family obviously has different traditions than our family. So yeah. there was like, even the way, the way they open gifts was different than how our family opens. How gifts. do they open gifts? The way they do it is everyone gets their gifts from the tree and everyone opens them at the same time. Wow, nice. So and, you just go get your own gifts? Uh, no. So like uh, Alexis's parents, gave, they okay. brought me their gift. And yeah. uncles and aunts brought me their gift. And so I had all my gifts in front of me. We open them up. And I'm opening them opening them while everyone else is opening gotcha. them. Gotcha. And, you know, in my head, so it's just normal to them, right? Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, man, I wish I could watch everyone open the <laughs> gifts I got for them. But I'm yeah. just opening my gifts. But it's just how they, it's sure. just different. And so it's funny the things that me, that you always think are, this is how everyone does everything. Right. This right. is how Christmas works. That's not how they, that's not true. Everyone yeah. does it differently. So, but anyways, Christmas day, like just that was different for me. And I missed you guys. I think mm-hmm. I called you guys, but also it was nice because I know it meant a lot to Alexis that yeah. she got to experience the way she's always experienced sure. Christmas is, except now I'm there. Yeah. And so I know that was special to her. And so that was kind of what I focused on while I was there. Is yeah. I, I wanted to make this Christmas special for my wife. Yeah. And because, you know, there's no guarantee. Yeah. I, I don't know how we're going to spend Christmas this year. So, sure. but at least last year, I know, well, we did it with Alexis's family. Yeah. And well, let me say this, Josh. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you and Eli both. And I think this was this helped me and mom to get through the sadness of Christmas. We're proud of the way you love and honor your wives. Um, I mean, they do the same for you guys in in so many ways. But it, it we knew it felt right. Like you were supposed to be in North Carolina with the Hendons. Uh, Eli was supposed to be in you know Thompson Station with with the Aylesworths, and so. That was a gift to me and mom knowing or just witnessing, man, our, our, our sons are loving their wives really well. So, Thank you, Dad. And it really, I'll just say this for Christmas, what really helped me and especially mom is that both of you and Eli FaceTime throughout the day. Uh. That, that was huge. 
So thank you. Of course. No, no problem. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's a good place to stop reflecting. Okay. Um, you know, tw- I, I remember uh, in high school, I think I was a junior or senior, I took an AP English class. Yeah. And I'm going to butcher it, and I don't remember exactly, but I remember reading like this poem in that class where the end of the poem, it talked about how if you're quiet enough and you listen, you can hear the earth spinning on its axle, and it just grinds on and on and on. Hmm. And uh, again, (laughs) that's not exactly how the poem Mm -hmm. goes, but for some reason that stuck with me because... This time of year, I always think, man, the earth just keeps on spinning. It's been spinning since before I was here, and it'll keep spinning long after I'm here. And time just goes on. Yeah. And when you were talking about the tour in 2020, mm-hmm. I think about how 2020 is two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Like, you know, we don't realize that. We don't realize it as it's happening, but time just keeps going and it the does. world keeps marching forward. And so now we're in 2022 and um, you've already kind of talked about it a little bit, but I, I think it's a good time right now. Uh, as good a time of any to talk about what are your goals? What, what are things that you're looking forward to this year and things that you're hoping that you can accomplish or make happen? Yeah. Can I say one thing about reflection? Yeah. You you inspire me, Josh, because that's something that I don't do well. Um, you know, and, and I don't mean to use this in, as an excuse, but being a, a, the way I'm wired, you know, a three on the Enneagram and being in a, sometimes just wanting to achieve and trying to uh, perform and get things done. The, the those are good things but the problem is that the problem is that there's always something else to achieve and sometimes with people that are wired like me we don't appreciate the achievement or we don't look at failure because we're afraid of failure so if we failed we just try to move on to the next thing mm. rather than well what could i learn from my mistake What could I learn from my failure? Or, man, I'm really thankful that we accomplished that. So uh, if anyone is out there and you're like me, uh, I just want to encourage you to maybe be intentional more about reflection. Mm. I think that's why it's important. Uh, It helps with your devotional time, too, is to so many times we pray and then God answers prayer, and then we go on to the next thing. Okay, now, Lord, can you do this? And we forget to thank God for, wow, God, you helped me through that time. You answered that prayer. Uh, or your answer was different than what I had hoped, but it was the best situation. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry, I just needed to thank you for inspiring <laughs> me. Goals. So I, I said my goal, my, my goal for January is to finish this real estate, uh, get my real estate license because it's been hovering over me since the fall of 2020. Yeah. So um, that's my goal. One of my goals. My other goal is to be more comfortable with solitude. Mm. To take time out to listen to the earth spinning and to be able to hear things or see things or uh, face things about myself that normally I don't want to. Uh, So my goal is to, to be a more, a person who's more consistent and intentional with solitude uh, and also to be more present with people. Again, there's nothing with having goals and trying to achieve things. But sometimes it can keep you from being present today. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, so there's this guy named Alan Watts. Have you heard of Alan Watts? No. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know much about him, but I stumbled upon a speech of his. I, it was an old speech, and he basically was talking about the illusions that we have in mm. our life, mm-hmm. the illusions of um, different things. He talked about the illusion of money. He talked about the illusion of uh, the ego, the mm. illusion of ourselves, uh. and then the one that really stuck with me is the illusion of time. And Alan Watts was basically saying that uh, he seems like a kind of out there guy. So yeah. he says some controversial things. and But he basically was saying that time is an illusion mm. and that there's no such thing as the past and there's no such thing as the future. He said, the only thing that we have mm-hmm. is the present. Mm. And he, he talked about how a lot of people believe that the way that we think of the present is that it's this quick, it's this small point in time right. that it, it's not, you can never grasp it. Right. You can never grasp the present. But what his argument was is that the present is all around us huh. all the time. Huh. It's not a snap of your right. fingers, but it's this ringing sound that <laughs> it's always happening. Mm-hmm. And so he says, if you spend your time thinking, if, if you spend your time focusing on the past, you're focusing on something that's not there. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the future. The future is not here. We'll never be at the future. We'll yeah. only always be in the present. And um, I've said it on episodes in the past on how that's something that I'm focusing on is being present where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think going into this year, that's another thing that that I'm hoping to to continue to do. But just listening to his speech and listening to his ideas about time... It was a new perspective for me, and it really resonated with me. The fact that the present is, this is it. This is the only thing we have. And so, um, yeah, when you think about goals and you think about things you want to achieve for this year, it's easy to think about the future. It's easy to think about, well, in six months, I want to be here. Sure. Or by by 2023, I want to be doing this. I want to have this behind me. But really, the only thing we can do is what's in front of us right now. So good, Josh. And uh, the present. I can only affect the present. I can't really affect the future because it's not here That's and good. I'm not there. So, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this. Alan Watts stole the Psalms. <laughs> he, re- he might be out there, but he, he basically uh, reaffirmed what I think what David or whoever wrote the Psalm, Psalm I think Psalm 90. Psalm 90 verse don't let i'm gonna jack it up but here's what it says lord teach us to number our days so that we can gain a heart of wisdom which basically means i think all we have is the present Mm -hmm. and so if you want to be wise live in the present and today uh, i don't know if this is living in the present but instead of me saying okay i'm going to study for my real estate so, you know, down the road, I can sell houses. I don't know if I'll ever sell a house. I mean, if I do, man, that's awesome. But today I was, I tried to live in, when I was doing devotion, I was in the devotion. Got to play pickleball with mom and and uh, Miss Starla and uh, Miss Kathy. I was in that. And then when I came home, I studied. Not for the future, but just this is what I got to get to. And I couldn't wait. I said, then I'm going to work out. And then if I get finished working out, I'm going to be with Josh. Yeah. And then later on, I, I'm looking forward to it. If if I get there to hang out with uncles, Uncle Dave's in town. So we're going to have dinner. Just the brothers. Man, we haven't done that in, in years. Wow. So hopefully I'm living in the present. Yeah. Thank you, Alan Watts. Yes, uh, I'll try and send you the video. So yeah, I'd love he's to. kind of a what's it, like new agey kind okay. of guy or whatever. But uh, at least that speech really resonated with me. That's cool. And, um, well, maybe I'll. Uh, I, I want to kind of shift a little bit into maybe a little more lighthearted things. Okay. Um, how do you feel about the Lakers? <laughs> <laughs> Is that lighthearted for you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. 
I'm kind of I'm disappointed, Josh. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a Laker fan. Uh, but you know, I'll be honest. I think I want I I I'm an optimist, so I keep hoping and believing we're gonna get better in the present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are old. We're injured. There's no chemistry. I think on our thread with all the uncles and the nephews. I, you know, back in, I think October, you guys were all talking. I said, I'm boycotting until Christmas yeah. Day because we will be good on Christmas Day. Yeah. We are not good, no. bro. <laughs> However, I, I mean, we it, it's, it's kind of sad to me that with all the talent that we have, some of them used to be talented. Now, you know, we got a bunch of Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. but I mean, we beat... Who did we beat the other night? Minnesota, the Timberwolves, yeah. and barely beat them. And it was like, whoo, it was yeah. like winning the championship. So I'm not, I don't know if we'll make the playoffs. Let me ask you this. Um, so last time you were here, I don't know if you remember, we talked about Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And uh, I asked you who the greatest basketball player is mm-hmm. of all time. And you said Kobe. Yeah. There's another guy who comes up in that conversation if you ask a lot of people, mm-hmm. and he plays for the Lakers yep. right now. Yeah, and like within the last week, he had a birthday. He turned 37 years yep. old, but he's still playing like one of the best players in the league right now. Yeah, why is it? I'll ask you this: like, what would it take for LeBron James to 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 reach the top of your list? He's at the top. Okay. There's no argument there, Josh. I think it, it comes down to three to me. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. And I think it's just uh, preference. And, you know, I think, a, how do I say this? Maybe a loyal fan feels like they had to stick. For me right now, LeBron is there. Mm-hmm. To be playing at that age... Um, at the level he's at, you know, and I think you, the, the argument is then what qualifies the best player of all time? Is it how many championships? Yeah. So then it's got to be Jordan, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then Kobe. Because mm-hmm. LeBron has four. four. LeBron has four. Kobe had five. Jordan, Le- has, Jordan six. has six. So if it all comes down to that, then it's Jordan, mm-hmm. Kobe, then LeBron. But I think if you're gauge for who's better is longevity you can't argue it's lebron yeah right no, i mean I who was kobe or jordan playing at this level at 37 no, no, no. not even close yeah no. so speaking does that answer yeah speaking of goals did you did you see the recent uh uh interview lebron did an interview i think it was with like his own show or something but they asked him, what's something that you haven't accomplished that you want to accomplish still? Yeah. Have you seen that? I, I've not seen it, but I think you told me, you mentioned something about it. So. Well, uh, they asked him that, and he said, the one thing that I haven't done yet that I want to do is I want to play with my son mm. on the same floor. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know if that's ever happened. I, I don't think it's happened in the NBA. Uh, not that I can think of. A father and a son, yeah, playing you know, on yeah. the same in the same NBA game. I, I I think about so to be someone like LeBron James. Obviously, you have to have gifts. You have to have talents. Yeah, God given gifts yeah. and talents. You also have to have drive. Yeah, which I obviously he has. Um, but then you also have to have things to strive for. Yes, and. When you're someone like LeBron, yeah, who has four championships, has I think four MVPs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's on his way to being the the uh, number one scorer in the NBA his, in NBA history. You know, it's like, what do you? How are you still this good? Yeah, at 37 years old, you just turned 37, and I think he's always got stuff in his head. This is what I'm going after. I now. agree. And right now for him, it's, I'm going to play with my son, yeah, which is just ridiculous yeah. so if you think about how it. How many years away is uh, Bronny from... I think if 
I think the earliest he could be in the NBA is in two years. Yeah. No, I, and I think it goes with what we're talking about, Josh. It's like uh, one thing I appreciate about people like LeBron um, is on that stage, first of all, you're the best. You've worked hard to get to that level. Yes, a God-given, but man, there's a lot of God-given talented people that don't ever reach that level or sustain that level because of factors of injury or, but a lot of it to me is just not working hard enough. Yeah. Um, so I I think he can do it, but here's the thing. If he doesn't, so what? <laughs> it just, it, it he said it, it's his goal. He's working towards it. He put it out there. And again, talking about somebody with goals and then living in the present. This is what I'm shooting. This is my goal. And I, I want to uh, be a man that, you know, has goals that are that are going to make a difference in people's lives and e- even my own life. Uh, but that I'm that I'm not afraid to, sh- to put the goal out there and work towards it. Because what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. You don't reach your goal. Yeah. But I read a quote the other day, and I, sh- I wish I knew who it was, because I think it's a powerful quote, uh, but I, I forgot his name. It was a man that said, reaching your goals is not as important as what you become while you're pursuing your goal. Hmm. I mean, LeBron, 37 years old, if he didn't have that goal, who knows? He may not be... I mean, what else does he have to prove? Yeah. That that quote. Say that quote one more time. Reaching your goals. Reaching your goals is not as important as what you become while pursuing your goal. Yeah. So I think I showed you this guy a few days ago, David Goggins. Yeah. He's the Navy SEAL motivational guy. And he has a quote where he says, sometimes hard work is not enough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's mm. not, it, you're not going to get what you want. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. That's good. It's the hard work that makes us who we want to become. That's so good. And that, that, <laughs> I really love that because, you know, there's things in my life that I want. And uh, I think, I don't know if it's just, I, I have this weird, uh, I have this mentality that, well, if I work hard enough, I'm going to get that. Mm-hmm. But what Goggins is saying is... You may not. You might not. Yeah. Sometimes hard work is not enough. Yeah. And sometimes it's not in the cards for us, whether whether we don't have the talent that we need Mm -hmm. or we don't have the connections that we need, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. But sometimes it's not enough, but that's okay. Yeah. Because we're becoming who we want to become. Yeah. And uh, I think when when I think about LeBron, maybe Mm -hmm. that's... He's got to have some of that in him. Yeah. He's got to have some, you know, it's not about the result. It's just about the work. Yeah. And I think about guys like Kobe and Michael and LeBron, specifically Michael, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. When we, when we think about them now, when we look at their highlights, it's always in the finals or on their best days. Mm -hmm. Like when Kobe scored 81, Mm -hmm. people show that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what we forget is that, for every game like that, there's 10 games in Charlotte and mm-hmm. Memphis mm-hmm. and Milwaukee or whatever it is that mm-hmm. no one was watching. Yeah. But they were still giving they were still giving <laughs> Did their you best. You just diss Milwaukee, Memphis <laughs> and Charlotte. <laughs> well, I think about that because I watch I watch pretty much every Laker game. Yeah. And LeBron gives his all every game. Yeah. He shows up every game. Yeah. Not just the ones that are on TNT or yeah. ESPN. Yeah. That's why he's so great. Yeah. Is because, you know, there's you'll see guys out there that uh they show up on ESPN because they had a great game. Mm-hmm. They had the game of their yeah. life. Yeah. LeBron has the game of his life every night. Yeah. No matter where he's at. Yeah. And that's because going back to this, I think LeBron lives in the present. Yes. LeBron shows up and every game. He says, this is where I'm at tonight, yeah. so I'm going to play my best, yeah. and I'm going to give my all. <laughs> and Josh, as you were talking about LeBron and Kobe and Michael, and I think it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's, sometimes it's easy to take people in the limelight who have been successful and use them as 
examples, which I think is good, you know, because people know who we're talking about. But it triggered a thought for me. I was thinking about grandpa, Mm. thinking about my dad. Um, He turned 82 on Sunday where we get to celebrate him this week, this Friday, the family. And I think of where he's at right now at 82. He's more feeble uh, than he's ever been. He's battling some health issues, uh, diagnosed with the beginning stages of Parkinson's. He's here in America, and although he's happy to be here, it's cold for him. He'd, he'd love to be in Samoa. And I just thought of the hard work that grandpa and grandma, their prayers, their fasting, their diligence, his diligence to study the word, his diligence to be a pastor, his diligence to be a dad to all of us kids, not only when we were with him, but for, 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 for most of us, we were apart from him for over half our lives and he still tried to be a dad. And I look at his life and people that, you know, on the outside may look and think, well, was it worth it? All that work, all that sacrifice, the goals, was it worth pursuing the goals? I think grandpa would undoubtedly unashamedly, unapologetically say, absolutely. Look at my kids. Look at their kids. Even though we're not perfect, far from it, I think the legacy that grandpa sacrificed so hard and the goals he set for himself but also for his family was worth it. Wow. Well... I feel like that's a good place to end it. Mm. Um, I'm excited to celebrate on Friday yeah. with Grandpa, his birthday, and I'm I'm excited to be with the family. And uh, I want to say to you, Dad, thank you for being here, mm-hmm. um, and thank you for helping me, uh, you know, fight in the present. Mm-hmm. I think you know, just in my own life there's things I'm struggling with and things that I'm, I'm battling with and you and my wife and my mom and my brother are the only reason why I'm able to keep going in the present Mm -hmm. and, and, and fight for what I want. And so I want to say thank you. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know it means a lot to have you here with me and just beyond this podcast, just have time to spend talking with you it's really special for me so um, well i'm honored josh thank you thank you for thank you you're easy to love easy to support easy to dream with and um so to reflect i reflect that when you and eli were growing up i never I'm not saying this is good. I'm just saying this is true. I never foresaw you guys being my closest friends. So that's a blessing. But maybe that's part of just living in the present. That, hey man, we just try to raise, train up good men. And God smiled. And although we talk about this a lot, with all the mistakes we made as parents... We just, we, all right, let's, let's live in the present. Let's do this. Let's, let's say sorry when we're wrong, which was a lot. And let's do good when we can. And I'm thankful that, um, we're sitting here today talking to people who will listen about goals, about reflection, uh, and about greatness and about living in the present because the present's all we have. So I love you, Josh. I'm glad to be in the present with you. Awesome, Dad. Well, here's to the next year. I'm Mm -hmm. excited to do it with you. Um, For everyone listening, first off, thank you. And today, I've gotten permission from my dad because he said I can use this platform uh, if I want to. And so if you haven't been 
if you don't know, one of my goals this year is mm-hmm. to release a, a, a beat every day for a year. And so it's the fourth day of the year. I've stayed true to it so far. Mm-hmm. I've made a beat every day for four days, which mm-hmm. is an accomplishment right now. Um, I have 361 days to go. But if you'd like to follow along with that journey, you can follow West Main Music on YouTube. Uh, and you can also follow at West underscore underscore Main on Instagram to follow along with that. And today's episode, uh, I'm going to put one of the beats that I put out so far at the end. So that's going to end us today. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you guys again for listening. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Oh, 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 oh,